BizQuick podcast hits on the struggles and advantages of being an entrepreneur. It's for anyone who's made the commitment to burn the boats and not look back. Are you a busy entrepreneur or small business owner trying to do it all? Then this podcast is for you. Corey and Julie will take you through the details of building a strong business. Hit the subscribe button and gear up for another episode of BizQuick Podcast. Alright everybody, let's get excited for Zach Babcock. We have him on today. He is out of where is he at? Bridgeton, Bridgeton, Missouri. Bridgeton, Missouri. And as always, you've got uh, Julie and myself on today. Uh, Zach is the uh, founder and chief visionary officer at Podcast Powertrain, and he's a top fifteen Apple Podcast host. He's got Underdog Empowerment. Um, and we're excited to talk to him today. A couple of the key takeaways that you're going to uh, get from this podcast, which is a two-parter, our first two-parter ever, which I'm excited about, um, is that uh, one thing that we definitely cover that I think everybody who has a podcast or is thinking about it is monetization. That's mm-hmm. going to be a key takeaway and the importance of consistency. Yes. Yes. I also, I love the takeaways where he talked about what network marketing did for him and how it was basically a college for entrepreneurs where he learned about personal development and rejection. And so, you know, shout out to network marketers and, and those programs and how he talked about the thing. One of the things that podcasters typically get wrong is their marketing message and why that's so important. So some really great takeaways in today's two-part episode. But before we bring Zach on, we're going to talk for a little bit about what podcasting has meant to us and why we're glad we never went to prison. (laughs) I don't know if anybody has to explain that. (laughs) I mean, there are some of those people who say, the career criminals will say, oh, you know, prison changed my life and I wouldn't be who I am today or I'd probably be dead or whatever. But I feel Mm -hmm. like for most people who are straight shooters, you don't have to explain why not going to prison is a good thing. Right. I Well, listen, my lifelong goal is to never end up in jail or prison. I'm, I'm sure you know this about me, Corey. I'm not built for prison. I wouldn't survive. I, w- I wouldn't. A lot of people think that I might like take over and run the joint, but that's probably not the case. I don't know who thinks that. Either, <laughs> <laughs> so Zach is like huge with, with podcasting. And um, I mean, that's literally his business is helping people build these top rated podcasts. So let's talk a little bit about that because we've recently hired him to help us get our podcast ranked. And we can save this for another episode. I can tell you the story of the most fun I ever had in jail. Oh, yeah, that's a great story. I've heard it, and I believe our audience would absolutely love it. So, yeah, we'll definitely have to do that. Maybe we can do that after the outro (laughs) today as a special treat. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, good idea. Okay. I I don't even know. What are we talking about now? We're talking about um, our podcast and the fact that we hired Zach to help us get it ranked and to just make incremental improvements so that, um, obviously, we want to attract more listeners, but also we want to make it as the best possible podcast for the listeners that we have. That's a very important lesson. I think that everybody needs to take away for, you know, from this particular podcast and just us leading by example, because despite the juggernaut, that is the biz quick podcast. We, <laughs> um, we can always use help making things a little bit better. There's mm-hmm. no such thing as a perfect business. And mm-hmm. if you are perfect, the minute you look away, you're no longer perfect. It's one of the, it's like a unicorn or whatever. Like there's always something that you can do a little bit better or you can tweak or, or improve because otherwise you just get stagnant and 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's um, really aligns what you just said aligns so well with Zach's philosophy on how he runs his business because he is a, you know, he likes to lead by example, but he's also not, he's not ever afraid to admit the things that he doesn't know or the hard lessons that he's learned or just this past week when we were on mastermind with him and we we're going over some great information that he was giving everybody. We had a couple of things to add for things that we had tried. And we're like, I don't, I don't even know if this is a good idea, but we did this thing. And he was like, Oh, Hey, that's actually, that, that's kind of brilliant guys. <laughs> we're like, Oh wow. Okay. Right. So it's, you know, he's not afraid to say, I need to keep reinventing myself and I'm going to learn and I'm going to fail along the way. And I, I think that makes somebody a much more useful coach and mentor than somebody who just pretends that they just have their shit all together all the time. And the other thing is that he makes his mistakes and his time in prison and all of that a part of who he is. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not who he is. It doesn't define who he is, but he... He very similar to a blog that we released last month where we talk about owning it. Like if there's something you can you can change it, maybe you can just ignore it or you can own it. And he owned it. And it was one of those things where for him, it helped him because he uh, he used that as an opportunity, like a driving force. All right, I'm you know, I'm going to stop screwing around. I'm going to get my get my act together and and all of that, Um, where some people might take the victim mentality approach, be like, oh, well, I'll never amount to anything. You know, I'll never be able to get a job or whatever. He said, I'll make my own job. You know, I can just do this myself. Yeah. And you want to hear a funny story before we bring him on? I don't know if it's haha funny or embarrassing funny for me, but I'm a, I'm a, I'll share it with you, Corey, since it's just you and me. Um, so I know Zach. And, and Alex, don't worry. Oh, yeah. Alex, our listener. <laughs> since, um, so I know Zach from Arate. And... Of all the people in Arate, and there are, you know, there's there's probably close to 2,000. Zach was the only one that I was super intimidated by. And it's weird because, you know, there's a lot of really, really successful people in Arate. And Zach is, Zach is very successful. And, but he was the one that I was intimidated by because he had made this post in Arate back last fall that... Um, he had grown this coaching business and it was so successful and he didn't want to do it anymore. And he was leaving it. He was quitting it to focus solely on podcasting. And I so desperately wanted to know, this is when we, you know, we were still really young and I was really like, we were struggling and I was trying to figure out like, well, how the hell did you do that? And I just, I just wanted to pick his brain and I, um, I sent him a message and asked him if, if we could have a call right? Thinking, you know, I'm Arte, he's Arte. And he was like, yeah, I'll give you 15 minutes. And he wasn't being a dick about it. He was just like, I'm super busy. I'll give you 15 minutes. And, um, we never got the call scheduled, but I just thought, how, God, how, imagine the level of success that you have when you just can walk away from this huge, huge coaching business because you're just like, I don't want to do it anymore. And, I realize now it was so, I mean, yes, it was very successful, but it was so much less about success and so much more about happiness and fulfillment where he was like, I'm getting like, I I don't want to do this. I don't enjoy it. And so it's just like kudos to him for, for making that switch. And by the way, I'm not intimidated by him at all anymore. I respect him. I think he's a great guy and I really enjoy when we get to communicate with him, but I also see he's super down to earth and just, 
he's a really good guy. So I'm excited for this conversation. Yeah, and I think it, it it's a good lesson there as well for people because he even says it in his bio, I think, on his website where he's talking about like he he was doing work but he didn't love it before the coaching and he just it crumbled because he didn't have passion. And I think that's uh, for most people in small businesses, if you lose that passion, you're probably going to lose your business. Yes, you're probably going to lose your business. So that's a good point. All right, should we take a quick break and then bring them in? Yep, let's do it. All right. Hey, everyone. If you're like most entrepreneurs out there, time is not something you ever seem to have enough of. We get it. There are a million things that need your attention, both in business and in your personal life. That's why we created Time Bomb. This is a self-paced course designed to help you determine what your time is worth and where you should be spending those precious hours every day. Right now, we have an option to buy the bundle, which also includes products designed to help you become more efficient with your time. It's a $70 deal you're getting for only an additional $30. Head on over to sbpace.com to learn more. Time Bomb. Take control of your calendar. Gain control of your life. All right, and welcome back to the show. We've got Zach on. How you doing, Zach? Yo, what's going on, guys? I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. We are excited to have you on as well. And before uh, you joined the conversation, we were talking about owning it and kind of that entrepreneurial spirit where you just take your life, your you know matters into your own hands. And we know we know your backstory somewhat in terms of the after prison you needed to kind of get your life in order and you were having issues with employment and all of that. What was that moment where you just you made you had that realization of Fuck it, I have to do this myself. <laughs> um, I uh, I, I kind of knew that before I got back out while I was locked up. I was like, man, I'm not going to be able to get a you know a good paying job in in most fields or whatnot. I'm going to have to. My best possibility probably is going to be going into business for myself, and um, and so I started just thinking about ways of how I can make that happen. But uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. And then when I got out, uh, I couldn't find a job anywhere. And I was trying to find an under-the-table paying job to support this business idea that I had, and that never came to fruition. And so I ended up getting my start in like network marketing and did that for about two years. Yeah, that's I, I forgot about the network marketing part. That's that's so funny, and um, that that's where that's the first place that you went and. You know, network marketing tends to get shit on, but it really provides a very good living for a lot of people. So did you did you enjoy doing the network marketing and what sort of things did you take from that and use to move on to the next thing that you were doing? Yeah, you know, um, I definitely did enjoy it in the beginning. Uh, It was super fun and it was cool. Um, It did a lot of things for me. It was it was it was like a, a. a college for entrepreneurship for me, uh, taught me, you know, introduced me to personal development, uh, helped me, uh, even, uh, get better at getting rejections. I mean, I, ha- I was pretty good at that before cause I did a lot of door to door sales or whatnot, but, um, you know, helped me get better with dealing with rejection. And then, um, uh, most importantly though, you know, I was able to build a 2000, almost a $2,000 a month residual income. And so it showed me that, even though, you know, I had these, these things in my past that are holding me getting from all these other jobs, it doesn't stop me from moving forward and creating the life of, of, of design. So yeah, it was pretty cool. That's important. And building that, that sales experience and that rejection experience is a big part of owning a business is, uh, you have to, especially for this type of line of work, when it comes to coaching, consulting, trying to sell stuff to people that 
that they don't they may not know that they actually want or need. Um, you know, because I come from more of a, a product background where it's I've got a thing that people already want. So for me, it's just staying relevant. It's not going door to door and knocking on somebody. Hey, do you want to buy this food? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I think that, you know, one of the hardest thing hurdles we had to get over when we started SB Pace was um, Corey understanding the concept that there was actually value assigned to a service. Right. He just couldn't understand why anybody would ever pay for coaching or for the consulting work that we were doing. And I'm like, seriously? And he's like, I, I mean, I get it. Like if it was a restaurant, but like when it's, it's a cert, I don't get it. I don't understand why anybody would pay for this. Why can't people just do it themselves? And I'm like, Oh my God, this is our business. Right. And so inside our own company, we had to do like some, some education on it. And it was just, it's crazy. But I think that the way that you have really grown your brand has been so impressive, right? Because you are unapologetically authentic about who you are, where you've been, what you've done and what you bring to the table. And it draws people to you like a magnet. Like you are just like, I've never seen, there's very few people that I've seen who can just get people to draw to them just because it's simply, you are who you are and you're never going to, you're never going to apologize for it. Like, this is me. Take it or leave it. Don't care. Right on. I really appreciate that. It means it really does mean a lot to me for real. You know, it's crazy. Uh, I used to not be that way. I used to be a, a big people pleaser for a large chunk of my life. Uh, and that didn't really change until like I went to prison, honestly. Um, so I was always trying to fit in with everybody else and be accepted or whatnot. So yeah, that was something that I had to overcome myself. It's crazy because it seems so it's so it appears to be so natural for you. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I, I gotta I gotta give some love to Mitch Miller. Um, he was one of my first mentors, and uh, being in his mastermind uh, really helped me uh, break through in a way. Because um, before that, I was I would always hold back punches, like I wouldn't say how I truly felt sometimes if I thought that it was gonna make the other person uncomfortable or or whatnot, and so I wasn't speaking my truths. And then when I when I stopped, you know like doing that and just, just, just started speaking about how I truly feel about certain, you know, things and just being myself, that's when the brain really started taking off because people, like you mentioned, started, were attracted to it because, you know, you're just, you're speaking truth at that point. Yeah. Can, so for, can we, let's just take a little pause and step back to talk about sort of your backstory, right? So for any of our listeners who aren't familiar with your story and what it is that you're doing now, and I know we talked a little bit on the front end about both of those things, but do you mind sharing some of your story with our with our listeners? Yeah, no doubt. Um, I'll share the really short version and then um, we can unpack whatever if you, if, if you want to unpack more. Um, but I grew up in Ferguson, Missouri. Uh, my dad died when I was seven. Uh, I tried to fit in and be accepted so much growing up. I didn't have any chief aim in life. And I probably, probably wanted to fit in more than your average kid. I would do stuff that just was out, out of my character to be accepted, uh, was in and out of group homes, institutions, juveniles, detention centers, you name it, uh, because I never went to school and I was smoking weed. And uh, so I was getting in trouble for being truant and smoking weed. And, um, I ended up going to prison by the time I was 19. I did uh, four years on a seven-year sentence, got out for two years, and then I went back just 20 days before my twin sons were born, and uh, that was it for me. Uh, that was so painful because I wanted to be a father my whole life because I didn't have one, 
And so that's when I decided to move in the direction that I'm, that I'm in now. And, uh, long story short, got out of prison, got laughed at for three and a half years for trying to become an entrepreneur, launched the underdog empowerment podcast, started getting some traction. Then about a year after that is when I broke through financially, uh, when we launched the podcast powertrain company. And, uh, now here we are on this podcast. And the, the, the podcasting is something that, uh, it can be very lucrative and very good for business and it could be its own entity and all of that when it comes to, to finance. But it's also one of those things that like everybody can have one The like the requirement to create a podcast is almost nothing. You could use your computer. Um, <laughs> so I'm sure that, uh, you know, and, and there's like a ton of tools that you need to get, but like, do you just cringe sometimes when you're like kind of like scanning through podcasts and all of that, just like some of the garbage that's out there? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there is, you know, junk out there. Uh, my content was was garbage at one point. I mean, and I'm not lying, dude. Uh, I'm pretty good at content now because I've done content, a lot of content for for over half a decade now. Uh, and so, like, I mean, like, you could go to my YouTube channel. It's named, it's my name, Zach Babcock. And they got that filter where you can show the oldest videos. And if you go look at my older videos from 2016 and 2015, uh, they're cringe. I can't even <laughs> watch them because they're that bad. Uh, but I only keep them just for purposes like this. So I can show that I got proof that I used to be really bad, but yeah, man, there's definitely some times where I'll be thumbing through and I'll see something. I'm like, ah, that's not a good thumbnail at all. And, or, you know, stuff like that. But it's, it's important to, to be true and to keep that out there because w- we, we just re-recorded our intro. Because uh, of you, Zach. Because of you. <laughs> and, but we just dropped an extra two or three minutes on the front to say, we've we've learned a lot, but we're keeping, we're just giving this kind of like a disclaimer, like this is what it is. So, our, you know, our first, uh, I don't know, a couple months of podcasts, like you, you but it's fun. You can see the progression. You get yeah. better. You learn. It, it gets, uh, it just sounds better. It's more natural, all of that. And, and for the record, Zach, Corey was just like you. I was the one who had to go back and listen to our intro episode because he wouldn't listen to it. He's like, nope, I can't do it. And <laughs> I was like, we well, sound so scripted. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's it's painful listening to yourself whenever you're, you're cringy. It's like, I can't do it. <laughs> so I know I know that feeling, man. <laughs> yeah, there are some episodes, right? So, you know, I, that after... Corey has edited it and put everything together and I'm listening to them. I'm like, Oh God, do we have to release this one? This is not good. But you know, it's like, well, we've, we've talked to the guests. The guest has given us their time. And so, yeah, I think, you know, that's our, I mean, we could always say, Hey, do you want to re-record? But typically if it's on our end where it just sounds, ugh, I'm like, eh, we're just going to release it. But I, yeah, more often than not lately, I'll be like, Oh God, this one is actually boring. Do we really have to release it? <laughs> it's tough. You, yeah, you know, and that's such a hard situation because you're like, damn, this person just came and, you know, blocked out time to come on the show. But but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, but I still got my audience here that's dependent on me to put out good content for them. So I'm going to have to throw this one in the can and we're going to have to redo it. I get it. It's It's a hard, hard spot to be in. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and it, like, it's funny, though, when you're talking to some of these guests, because I, I don't I mean, I, I can kind of see where they, they're just phoning it in literally and you know figuratively. Where, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the, 
they just expect that they're going to be on this podcast and they're going to just see this influx of, of clients, traffic to the website, whatever, because they're on our, it's like, no, you have to do, you have, you have to show up to the podcast, you have to deliver on the podcast and you have to promote on, on the back end. Um, and that's not something that a lot of people realize. They think that, oh, I'm just on a podcast. Yeah. Watch the money roll in. Yeah. Yeah. You can always tell the people that have podcasts and understand what goes into it versus people that don't and are just a guest and trying to, you know, just get more business off of being on your podcast. Right. And it, it's, yeah, where they join the Zoom meeting from their phone and stuff. <laughs> we've had a couple oh, of people do that. <laughs> yeah, I have too. I was like, what's going on, man? I think AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys did that to us, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> yeah that's crazy that that you know out of all people he did that because kevin martin the lead singer of candlebox did the same thing he called in on the phone i'm like bro you got more than enough money to to, to call in from a computer maybe use busy or something i don't know but it's funny enough. it is funny <laughs> what's the um from a from a um, passion perspective, or maybe a better way to say it, like a, you know, opportunity perspective, what is it about podcasts that drew you to it, right? Because you were, had a very successful coaching business. And I talked about this a little bit before you joined that um, you, uh, if I remember the timing correctly, it was probably like early last fall, late last summer, early last fall, where you were like, I'm, I'm leaving my coaching business. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to be focusing solely on podcasting, right? So you had this really lucrative thing. They just weren't feeling the, the passion for it, but you really, for podcasting, had it. So what is it about podcasting that draws you in so much and 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 helps you to just, like, want to, like, give to other people and show them how to get better at it? Um. Well, uh, well so um, I think... Uh, I think you heard that whenever I was talking about that, just is slightly wrong a little bit uh, because before the podcast, I was doing the coaching, but um, I ended up, this is crazy. Um, I ended up making a post about this on Christmas day and called myself out on it. So um, I, I got laughed at for the first three and a half years coming out of prison uh, to become an entrepreneur because, you know, people didn't think I was going to actually be successful to, uh, to do it. And um, I, Right before I started podcasting, um, I started this business coaching with this guy because he ran across my podcast. Or no, wait, I'm sorry. I started podcasting in 2018, and it, you know, I got it ranked on day three. Had Billy Jean's marketing on the the following week, so I immediately went from everybody laughing at me and one week's worth of time to interviewing people like Billy Jean or whatnot. And so the brand is starting to blow up, right? And, uh, and, and things are going good, except for I wasn't making a lot of money. I was making anywhere from like 200 to 800 bucks a month through affiliate marketing. Nothing to write home about, not even enough to cover the bills. Uh, and then this guy reached out to me because he found my podcast. And uh, and he's like, dude, let's let's uh, go in. I got this program where I had uh, 20 million in revenue or 20 million revenues, a thousand successful uh, students. And it's a program about lead generation, customer acquisition and scaling a business. And I was like, I was like, you're going to do it with me? He's like, yeah. I was like, cool, let's do it. So I was like, I got somebody that's done this. He's going to roll with me. And then we started doing it. We were bringing in clients and stuff, a few clients. But um, but I just felt like a, a scumbag, a sleazeball. I felt slimy, dude. I'm, I, 
I'm sitting here trying to achieve what I'm teaching by teaching it. And it was just backwards and didn't align with my values. So I pulled the plug on that and then I made a post, called myself out about it uh, on Facebook on Christmas of 2018. Said, hey, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to go back to the drawing board. And when I come back to the marketplace, I'm going to have something that's legit. And so uh, three months later, I got our couple months later, because uh, this was in December of Christmas, and then uh, next month in January, I went out to Marshall Gillen's event as mastermind, spoke at it, gave my story, came up to me afterwards, like, man, can you come up again tomorrow, but this time talk about podcasting? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then so I did that, and it, it was a smaller mastermind. It was like 20 people, give or take. And I'm ta- I started talking about what I knew about podcasting, about getting it ranked, about interviewing high-level people, about affiliate marketing, all this stuff, right? And everybody's eyes are lighting up. They're asking questions and stuff. And I'm like, man, I might have something here. And so I put out an offer the following uh, month and made 11K. And at that point in time in my life, that's, what was it? 9K more than I've ever made. My, like, I don't think I've ever made $2,000 total in one month of my life before this. So it was like, holy shit, this is real. Or whatever. <laughs> the moment, right? Yeah, it was like, man, I can't, I broke through, I can't believe it. It was just, it was awesome. And and we just took off from there. But sorry, I had to give some context to that, to the story. But to, to fully answer your question, what made me fall in love with it um, really was how it just changed my life. Because to be honest with you, before podcasting, I didn't, I didn't even like podcasting. I didn't do, I was, I, I had YouTube out. For, and I put out three videos a week for almost two years straight, uh, starting in uh, 2016 before I started my podcast. And I didn't I didn't like podcasts because it was just audio. And to me, I was like, man, I like video or what whatnot. Uh, but then I ended up just I was throwing shit on the wall trying to see what sticks. And so I finally started the podcast and broke through. And it was like the the thing that put put my brain on the map pretty much. So that's the reason why I love it so much because it literally changed my life. I know the answer to this, but for Julie, maybe um, just joking <laughs> when it comes to uh, monetizing a podcast, because the, there's I'm sure there's a ton of ways to, like how long did it take you to figure out different ways to uh, to make money and how many different ways like are you monetizing your content? Yeah, man. Uh, so affiliate marketing was able to f- figure that out pretty quickly because I was already doing affiliate marketing before podcasting. And so I just carried that over. Um, in, in my personal opinion, uh, affiliate marketing is something that every single podcaster should be doing, whether you're just starting out in business and haven't even proven your offer yet, or whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur and you got multiple companies and they're scaled up to seven and pass and whatever, uh, affiliate marketing is good for wherever you're at. And the reason why is because you're leaving too much money on the table. If you're not doing affiliate marketing, I mean, dude. You could go to John Lee Dumas's website, eofire.com, and right in the uh, top right corner of his website, he has a little income report, so you click on it, and it shows you exactly how much money he, he's made from affiliate marketing since 2012 and how much he's done this year. And uh, it's crazy. Like this year, he's already done over 20K uh, just in affiliate marketing alone. And so, but also he's been doing it for a while too. So it doesn't, it, you're not going to start off making 20K. You're probably going to start off not even making a hundred bucks a month when you first start, but then it builds up over time if you stay consistent. So yeah, anyways, uh, affiliate marketing is definitely a thing that I recommend for everybody. 
It's one of the ways that I monetize. I also monetize my favorite way is monetizing indirectly. And what I mean by that is uh, I like to just really kick ass with the podcast, interview a lot of cool people, grow the downloads, get it ranked on Apple, find the charts, do all these cool things, and then just show what I'm doing with my podcast on other platforms, Facebook specifically, and then people see that and they're like, you know, boom, and then I put out an offer and then and then it tends to work because they've seen that I, not only do I just show people how to do this, I actually do it myself. And so that, that, that comes in handy. But, but yeah, man, there's a, there's a lot of weight. I mean, we, we could, this could end up being a long conversation just talking about monetizing a podcast in and of itself. It's an interesting um, concept because I mean, Corey was right. Julie didn't know. <laughs> I knew um, mastermind and I knew um, affiliate marketing, but I really, you know, I know that I know you have the mastermind, which is a great way to monetize off of it. And I think, um, you definitely, when I think about podcasting, like if I want to know more about podcasting, you're the first person that comes to my mind. Like how would Zach do this? Or, you know, what is Zach doing in this area? Right. And, um, it's so interesting to watch and to learn from, from other people who are, you know, already like ahead of you. I saw this post recently by, um, Lauren Johnson, who was recently on our podcast. Um, she's the, she used to be the mental performance coach for the New York Yankees and it's called the plus minus equal approach where you want to have people in your network that are ahead of you so that you can watch what they're doing and see what they're doing. You want to have people in your network who are below you so that you can show them and teach them and help them get better. And you want to have people in your network that are equal to you so that you can compete against them, right? Because the healthy competition is really, really good for, for growing and developing your skills. And I just think, you know, when it comes to podcasting, you're the plus in our network, right? You're the person where we're like, what's Zach doing? And how can we, how can we emulate that or learn from that? And um, I will say this in the, I was uh, just, I was talking to Lisa Hawker last night and she um, and we had our mastermind yesterday, right, with you. And Lisa went and told me all the things that she had done. And I was like, God, I was like, how, you already implemented almost everything he told us to do today. And she's like, I know I was having a really bad day. And all these things made me feel like I was getting wins. And I was like, good for you. I'm like, all I did was made a list of them and sent it to Corey and said, hey, we got to do these things. <laughs> so we've got some work to do. But it's been such a, um interesting like a really good learning experience because it's this thing that, you know, at the beginning of the year, we set these really big goals for what we wanted to do with our podcast. And we were kind of sitting here thinking, how the fuck are we going to do this? Like, how do we, you know, and now we're at the middle of the year. And then finally, then I, you know, I just happened to stumble across, well, you had all your courses on sale, which I bought the courses and then you had the mastermind. And I was like, Oh, I think we have to do this. I think we, you know, and, and, Corey took a look at it and he's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. That's awesome. That's crazy how, how things pan out and shake out. And, yeah. and for us, the like, I would love it if we were making money hand over fist with this podcast. <laughs> but the reality of the situation is that this isn't our primary business. Like right. For us, like, and it's like our book, which I just call a very expensive uh, business mm-hmm. card. Because it's it, it helps prove us out as people like it makes us real. People can connect with us. They can read and you know whatever, and they can see that uh, oh these people are more than just 
this website and you know whatever else that they, they can see online. It's they they get to know us a little bit more. It's like a proof of concept almost. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's a great way, dude. Like I look at it like this, man. The podcast is the top of the funnel. Like you said, it like a like like the book. You know, it's like a, you said it's like a very expensive business card. I love that analogy right there. Um, same thing with podcast. It's like the top of the funnel. It's like the thing where it's it's a great see people buy from people that they know like and trust i know that's so cliche and like everybody in marketing knows that because it's been the the it's been beating a dead horse on that for for forever everybody says that but it's true though people really do buy from people that they know like and trust and so what better way what better platform for people to really get to know like and trust you than to come listen to your podcast where it's long form content and you get into you know, some, sometimes you get into some really deep conversations and you're always spewing your thoughts, views, perspectives, and opinions. People get to know, like, and trust you that way or know, dislike, and, and don't trust you, whatever, the opposite, <laughs> yeah. one or the other. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so for, for me, like I use that, I, I use it like that. And then I got plenty of episodes like almost every episode i plug some something some way for you to further get involved whether it's a free facebook group our free newsletter our free podcast roadmap download that shows you how to pot whatever it is something for you to take that next step and get a little bit more involved and then those things lead to the next you know so it's uh i always look at it like the top of the funnel that's great um what's the biggest mistake or most common mistake that you see people make with podcasts Fingers crossed, um, we're not doing it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, probably. Uh, I mean, can I get two answers to this? Yeah. All right. the 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 greatest mistake that I see a lot of people make is that they don't really dial in a marketing message for the podcast. And um, you know, I call it the four W's. Uh, is it's a little framework I, I made up, but it's 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 the same thing as like doing your marketing message for any product or service or anything that you create, you figure out who the thing is for, what it's going to do, how it's going to help them, why they should get it, what's the differentiator, all that stuff. You got to do the same thing with your podcast because if you don't, then you're just speaking to anyone. And if you're speaking to anyone, it's not going to reach anybody. It's got to be, you know, specific. So definitely that. And then um, another one is uh, I see, and I know this, from experiences, uh, because I did it for the first year, uh, is that I thought the best way of growing my podcast was to just ask the guests to share and share and share it myself on social media. Um, now you should, you should definitely, you know, do both of those things, but if you only do those two things, you're going to have ebbs and flow growth. Like when you look at your charts of your downloads, it's going to be up and down ebbs and flows. Uh, the best way that I found like organically to really do that is just to go on other shows and plug your, plug your podcast on those other podcasts. Uh, but yeah, those are the two I would say right there. I'm laughing so hard because, well, we'll tell you the story. We're going to take a quick break um, and, and wrap up part one, but make sure you tune in for part two where we've got, you know, even more great stuff coming up. Yes, and don't forget to find us on our website, sbpace.com. We've got all of the information you would ever need to find out anything about us, for the most part, is going to be on our website, so sbpace.com. And that's it for part one. We'll see you at part two.